The path is clear for the Minnesota Wild. Win tonight or the season is over. We look at game six in St. Louis. What needs to change for the Wild? Who we'd like to see get swapped into the lineup? And what needs to happen if Marc-Andre Fleury is still in net? All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free of charge and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we gear up for Game 6, a must-win for the Wild to keep their season going. We look at how the team needs to approach the game tonight and some tweaks to the lineup that could pay off in a big way. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer and your captain of the show and happy to be with you here on a Thursday edition of the show. We have made it all the way back after the Game 5 loss, all the way through the uh, stages of grief and we are ready to do it again tonight in St. Louis. Game 6 between the Wild and the St. Louis Blues. The message is clear for the Minnesota Wild is that uh, this has to be treated like the must-win game that it is. And so there's no room in tonight's game plan for slow starts. There's no room for getting a lead and taking the foot off the gas. The Wild have to be full pedal to the metal, playing as if their season depended on it because it does. We need to see in tonight's game, step-up performances from just about everybody on the roster that has yet to really uh, perform at a high level in this series. Kirill Kaprizov showed that he is capable of doing it in Game 5, and uh, I would expect nothing less than that from him here tonight. In fact, it's not going to shock me at all if he uh, tries to campaign for more time on the ice, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I The one thing I don't want in tonight's game is there to be the thought of, boy, I wish Kaprizov would have been on the ice for this play or this play. If the Wilds end up getting blown out here tonight, we're not really going to go into specifics of this game, but if this game comes down to particular plays, they will be dissected and uh, scrutinized going forward here throughout uh, the rest of the offseason. So for the Wild, the easiest way to avoid that is to just leave no doubt, is to just play out of your minds and uh, play as if um, your potential future with the Minnesota Wild depends on it because it likely does. Obviously, going into this offseason, there are going to be some huge decisions that need to be made, some huge questions that need to be answered. And so it is very likely that next year's Minnesota Wild team will look different than this Minnesota Wild team will. And so the best thing that this Minnesota Wild team can do is continue to win and continue to just treat every game going forward as if their season depends on it. 
We need to see a lot of uh, the things that we saw early on in Game 5 before the uh, Blues flipped the switch and the Wilds stopped attacking. Is just attack, 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 attack. And uh, just don't give St. Louis any room to uh, try to come back in this game. And they're going to try to. They have all series long. They have dominated stretches of play against the Wilds uh, throughout this series. You have to just take this game into your own hands and don't wait for it to get to a tipping point where one team or the other can grab control and then win the game. From the get-go, just be the team that is the most hungry for the win and just play a 60-minute game here tonight. Uh, if the Wild do that, it will be uh, one of the first times in this series. And so um, I I hope that uh, they are up for it. I think that they are up for it. Um, we talked about in game two. This is a resilient team, and uh, they've shown resilience all season. They need to show the most resilience they have the entire season in tonight's game or we uh, are going to be looking at uh, off-season content starting Monday. So fight and play like your season depends on it. Like everything, every single face-off, every single puck battle could be the last of the season. And, you know, we've we've talked at length throughout uh, the course of this series about the things that need to happen, and the things that we cannot allow the Blues to do. And so it's just a matter at this point of executing. And um, I, I think the biggest thing comes down to just being being ready to play as soon as the game starts and continuing that, getting out to a hot start and continuing that throughout the entirety of the game as opposed to getting out to a lead, kind of easing up or getting tense. There's there's no room for any of that. There's no room for tentativeness. There's no room for being tense. There's no room for being nervous in this game. You have to just play like your back is absolutely against the wall because it is, and you have to hope that you have a similar response to when the Blues made their changes in this series. Dean Evison said... Uh, coming into tonight's game, that there will be changes. We haven't heard what specifically those are yet, but um, there are some spots, I think, that the Wilds can um, can make some changes to try to uh, help out this lineup a little bit. And uh, so we will uh, we'll look at those. We've got a couple of players that I think deserve to be in the lineup here for Game 6. And so uh, we'll take a look at that as we continue to preview tonight's Game 6 against the St. Louis Blues here on Locked on Wild. Our next partner has a product I use every day of the week. I started taking AG1 because it is so much easier than taking a handful of vitamins and supplements and trying to count out how many you need every given day. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Every single box you are looking to check. Plus, Athletic Greens is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you head over to the Lockdown NHL podcast for a full look at everything going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, a recap of last night's games, and a preview of what's to come here in tonight's action. Lockdown NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Lineup tweaks. Dean Evason essentially promised that uh, there would be some lineup tweaks heading into tonight's game. And just by process of elimination, you're not breaking up the grief line. You're not probably breaking up the uh, Kaprizov line. By that process of elimination, you're probably not going to break up the Fiala line either, which leaves the fourth line. And let's be honest here. The fourth line was a nice luxury to have coming into the season to uh, you know, have somebody that could take care of the fights and uh, take care of assessing the business that way. They haven't had to do that because, let's be honest here, there, there has really not been that much. There's been some, uh, there's been some pushing and shoving, but there hasn't been any sort of a drag-out fight in this series yet, and so that essentially renders Nick Delorier and Brandon Duhame to fourth-line guys. Um, and, you know, Delorier had the uh, very memorable quote coming into this series in which he said, essentially, he's got four games to, uh, to try to uh, assert some presence uh, against the Blues. And, yeah, that, uh, that has not worked out well. So... What, what we're calling for, and I know uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, campaign for this, Alex Micheletti, one of our uh, regular contributors here to the show, um, tweeted this out today. I fully stand behind it. Let's get Connor Dewar and uh, Nick Bukestad into the lineup because what we've seen in this series is that it's, it's great to have high-level top-end scoring in Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala. But you take one of those away, and it's just it's hard to it's hard to offset that. And it's you have to get players then that can step up. The grief line has had its moments. The fourth line has in that we talked about the numbers in terms of minutes. The fourth line just has not 
really done anything in this series. And so you bring in a guy in Connor Dewar who is a great spark plug, a, a guy that plays hard, plays good minutes, and uh, is going to you know do everything that is asked of him is perfect to match the energy needed for this uh, must-win Game 6. And Nick Bugstad brings more of a scoring touch than Nick Delorier does. And so, yes, it was nice to have that line down the stretch heading into the playoffs, but we're in the playoffs now, and that has really not been necessary. And it's, it's time to shake that line up. And I fully expect that those guys will have a jump Coming into the uh, the game tonight, if they do indeed get into the lineup, uh, as far as defensively, I mean, I don't think you're going to take Matt Dumba out of the lineup at this point. That would be the spot that I would look to make a change because he continues to uh, he continues to battle through injury, and it's it's very clear that he's not operating at a hundred percent. So maybe you go big and sub out Matt Dumba for Dmitry Kulikov, and then you put Alex Goligoski with uh, Jonas Brodin. At the end of the day, I, I don't think that that is a change that's made. The coaching staff has pointed to um, a lot of just miscommunications. That game-winning goal by Tarasenko, Dean Evison pointed to that being a complete um, assignment miscommunication by Jacob Middleton and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Which, okay, that is an explanation for what happens, but at the same time, it's the playoffs, and you just you can't have stuff like that. So ultimately, I don't think we're going to uh, see a change in on D. I mean, maybe you, you put Dmitry Kulikov back in, but it would have to be for pretty much Matt Dumba or Alex Goligoski. Those are really the only two spots that uh, are coming out of the lineup at this point in the season. So your biggest spot and biggest chance to uh, make a change and get a spark is for um, the fourth line. And if during the game things are not working out, Dean Evison's got to show willingness to mix and match. He's got to show willingness to make adjustments in-game now, we, we thought maybe we were seeing this um, in, I believe it was in game four, where it looked like Freddie Goudreau was centering the Kaprizov line and Ryan Hartman was down with the uh, Fiala line. Well, turns out that was an equipment issue, as was pointed out on Twitter. And so we really haven't seen that has been noticeable, the uh, the tendency to shake up the lines if the team isn't isn't looking like they have you know that that jump you have to be willing to like St. Louis was abandon the game plan and try to simplify things and go with what is going to give you the best chance to score goals that's the goal for the wild tonight is you want your you want your lineup that was so good during the regular season to get you to where you need to go. If they don't, though, you have to be willing to adapt. You have to be able to adapt because if you lose tonight, there's no there's no adjustments to make for Game 7 because there won't be one. 
So if the lineup comes out and they're not looking like they can sustain presence and they're not any of the boxes that you're looking to check, you have to start shaking things up. And having Kirill Kaprizov on the ice is a good place to start. And so at that point, you just, whoever has shown up for the game is on a line with Kirill Kaprizov. And if that's Jewel Erickson Eck, if that's Connor Dewar, if those are the guys that show up and are showing you the most fight tonight, that's your top line. I don't care if that pairing just makes absolutely no sense. It comes down to winning a game and getting the players on the ice that are showing you the most and showing you the most potential to score goals. So those are the lineup changes that that I would recommend that I stand behind. Whether or not we see them is going to be uh, a different story. And uh, that's that's kind of why we waited a little bit for today's episode was just to see if those changes were announced. But um they haven't been as of yet, so uh, we're just going to go with it. And uh, just in listening to this episode, just uh, be on the lookout for those changes. We'll tweet them out once they happen, um, and you know, hopefully, the uh, coaching staff changes some things up to uh, to try to match the urgency for tonight's game. Now, the final piece of this puzzle is goaltending, and I don't think we're going to see a change. And so we'll finish today by looking at what needs to happen if Marc-Andre Fleury is still in net for tonight's game. We'll look at what needs to happen in front of him to help him out uh, as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball season, the Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season's NLF futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of that and more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, just a reminder as well, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. For your second listen today, check out Locked on Sports Minnesota. For the Ron Johnson Show and Superior Sports Talk, two very good sources for you to get uh, all of your favorite sports news. For all of your favorite Minnesota sports teams, as part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't get the sense that Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be pulled from the net at this point in this series. I think if there was a time to do it, it was Game 5. I, I think at this point, you're too far into the series. Yes, you could, um, you could put... Cam Talbot and tonight, in fact, you know, I, I do not object to putting Talbot in the net, but I think if that happens, then, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I get the sense that the time to make the switch in this series has passed. And so we need to look at what needs to happen in front of Flurry. I'm going to po- point out one thing that I noticed from game five. I don't think Flurry tracked the puck well 
throughout the uh, duration of Game 5. It seemed like he was really fighting it early in the game. He had a couple of of shots that deflected. He had the one that he had no idea where it was, and it was actually, uh, I think, sitting behind him, and he ended up being able to find it and make the save. But there were a couple of shots that he just he did not track well, and so I, I don't know if that was just just some some jitters in Game 5 or what the deal was, but he just he looked... He, he did not look like he was comfortable with uh, with tracking the puck and trying to uh, to time shots and and follow things. And so hopefully that was just an isolated incident, although as we've seen in this series, Flurry has been good early, very good early, but it seems like he has kind of as the blues have gained momentum, um, has had a more difficult time later in games. Now, that's not all on him. Uh, the play in front of him has uh, certainly not done anything to help in that matter. And so we look at the biggest thing that has led to St. Louis goals, other than having players just camped out in front of the net, has been rebounds. And we broke it down at the beginning of the series, the anatomy of a rebound and there's blame that goes on both Flurry for not corralling the initial rebounds, but there's also blame that goes on the defense for not being able to get the puck out from in front of the net. And so, for the Wilds here in this one tonight, and a lot of people have pointed out, and rightly so, that uh, Cam Talbot is probably the better rebound controller of these two goalies. So that would be another reason to make a change if a change was going to be made. But the wild decor and anybody on the ice when when the Blues are on the attack and when the Blues are shooting the puck, just take it on yourself to clear the rebound or control the rebound if there is one. Flurry will, as he has done, in this series, you know, try to push things into the corner as opposed to right out in front of the net. But there have been some of those rebounds that just kick out right in front of uh, of the crease. And so in those instances, wild defensemen just have to be on the lookout for it and have to, have to make sure that the puck gets pushed out of the uh, immediate net front area. And whether that be pushing it to the uh, the side of the zone or or pushing it up back up to the top you just you got to get it out you, you just you cannot leave loose pucks in that area with what St. Louis has done all series with Ryan O'Reilly or whoever else being camped out in front of the net and just being ready for those and being ready to tip them past that can't be the thing that beats you here tonight and so it's it's going to have to be a situation of, you know, I, I don't know how that process works per se if the coaches are like, well, in these situations, defensemen take it. In these situations, the goalie just ices it. The wild decors just, they're just going to have to be the ones to, to dictate how that works. And just, if you see a loose puck in front of the net, pick it up, push it out to at least the top of the zone so that you get a chance for a reset. Because that net chaos is just bad news 
for the uh, the Minnesota Wild. It has been all series, and if it continues here in Game 6, it's going to be bad news for the Wilds uh, again. And so if the Wilds can do that, if the Wilds can get out to the early lead and hold it, that um, that will, I think, spark Flurry too. If the Wilds come out with a ton of energy and uh, just are the aggressor the entire night, I think that will help him out as well. And, you know, this is, as we've talked about, it can't be overstated. This is the only game of the season that matters because it could potentially be the last game of the season for the Wild. So treat it as such. Do not, there's no room for anything less than everything you've got in this game tonight. And it's going to be tough even considering all of that, because St. Louis is a fantastically good team. They have shown why in this series, battling through injuries. They have still looked like the dominant team for all of their wins in this series. And so the Wild have to set the tone, and they just they simply have to be better here tonight. And if not then, uh, like I said, we will move on to off-season content come Monday, but um, hoping that we get at least one more over the weekend because this has been quite the ride, but ultimately seasons are defined by how you do in the postseason, and uh, so that's that's the task at hand for the Wild here in this one tonight. And that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So once, now that your first listen is done, Again, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast for a full recap of all of the series in the Stanley Cup playoffs thus far and a look at what is to come tonight with a a few teams with their backs against the wall here uh, this evening. Um, Make sure that you follow Locked On Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on social media. We will keep you up to date with everything going on in this series, no matter how long it continues. Locked on Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.